Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 346. I am your host, Florence Ion, and I am joined by the man we all respect, Andy Anako. <laughs> well, I, I wish you'd get that word out to that clerk over at the market who said that because I ate like some of the grapes out of the bag, he's going to have to like add a few ounces when he weighs oh the God. bag. And I'm like, that's <laughs> dude. I mean like, okay, great. So do I get a credit for like the stems that are in there too? Cause those aren't grapes. They're like at best, like part of the, the, the sprue system. So yeah, I mean, if, if all of us are supposed to respect me, thank you very much. I think that Todd, if you're listening, you know, that was uncalled for. See, that's how the groceries uh, make it home when I go out with Mona because she'll eat them in the cart. So by the time I get to the register, I'm saying, can you please charge me for the grapes that were on this stem? This is all that's left over. (laughs) I had to keep the child quiet through the meat section. (sighs) Andy, I burned my tongue so badly yesterday (laughs) and it's been bothering me all day. And it's because it's the end of the day. I already did a podcast today. My tongue is just, it's got a, it's got a beautiful little soreness going on. So I hope that whatever comes of this is a beautiful new tongue. (laughs) I don't know, but has to be worth, it was not worth the udon, unfortunately, that burned it because the udon that I had was just mediocre udon. And I hate it. I hate it when you get something, when you get a blister on your tongue just for mediocre takeout. Yeah. See, this, this, this is why the, uh, one of the things that I gained from like my travels to China was that like uh, I, I, not that I'm endorsing the idea that slurping is just something you should always be doing everywhere and that it's not rude and it's not like uh, like a like a railroad spike in the middle of a lot of lots of people's ears around you. All I'm saying is that having been like raised like no, no do not slurp your soup, Andy. Do not slurp your realizing that you know what I'll, I'm going to give it a try. Like the next time like I make myself like a cup of tea and like it's too hot to drink. Rather than having to like to wait for 10 minutes, maybe I am going to, I'm just going to slurp it in the privacy of my own office. And therefore I could start enjoying my tea before I forget that there, that the tea. That was me. That was me. As soon, as soon as the dasher got here, I just opened the bowl and I didn't even take the soup out of the container. It came in. I just took the spoon and went in. I was really, I was really into it last night. I, I don't know. Um, but it, it was satisfactory. Unfortunately, it burned my tongue. And, um, that's, that's well, what happened at, at least it was decent takeout. It wasn't like, it, it wasn't like something that it wasn't something like, uh, you, you reheated something that you didn't enjoy the first time mm. and you forgot like how hot it was or something like that. At least, at right. least it was worthwhile. I still, I still have actually, you're reminding me, I, I need, I need to actually put this on the chalkboard in my kitchen that a couple of weeks ago, I saw a recipe for like, here's how to like prepare udon noodles. And it kind of got, oh. I, and I got really, really keen on the idea of actually, you know what? I should. I've been looking. I've been looking to expand my repertoire of things that can I can prepare in like in twenty minutes, thirty minutes at the outside and clean up very, very easily. And I thought, ooh, that would be a good one. It's basically just cook noodles, cook vegetables, put that in there, mix it together, boom. And also, it's a good place to. I usually have like a couple of pork chops or a couple of like steaks I can slice up. Sometimes leftover. Great, great, great. And so I have all the stuff. I even have like the the, uh, the paste for umami. I have like everything that I need. But like every for the past couple of weeks, I just have not been in a really good cooking frame of mind. I've been, I I've, I've, I've I've done baking baking a few times, but even tonight. Like it was a super, super, okay, tonight's a bad, bad example, but busy, busy, busy day. And even tonight it was like, okay, maybe I'll have a bowl of, I'll have a bowl of cold cereal for dinner because like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna order, I'm not gonna order out because I ordered, ordered out like last night. And like, I need to, I need to get credit for like, I'm trying to limit that to like twice a week mm-hmm. and three times in an emergency. I was actually, I'm kind of proud of myself because it was one of those really, really BS like national something day things that's on you only find out about social media and of course it's sketchy as hell but because it's telling you it's national pizza day you're like oh that's great so i'll so i'll order a pizza course, today because it's course. national pizza day and but that's I, the whole point of it right it's big pizza telling you to order pizza from them or and, or, you know, or waffles or ice cream or big whatever waffle big ice cream all of them man and, they're and, just in the pockets yeah. and it's not like they're talking you into something it's, it's something that you're very very wanting to do and I, I did and again even though i have like a sandwich and pizza place literally next door to me i had to i had to tell myself that 
No, you did get uh, you did get a, a, a an Italian sub last night from that exact same place. You're not you're not allowed to spend another twenty dollars on like a huge meal because like ah, damn it. Okay, fine, I'll cold cereal. But damn it, instead of putting like one fistful of chocolate semi sweet chocolate chips, it's going to be like the full fistful of chocolate chips in there. Good for you. There Good you go. You. That's what that's the way to stand up to the voice inside my head that I sometimes resent, even though it's actually me. Mm, yes. <laughs> it's the voice of me and my better instincts, and that's that's why I resent it. You always go for the next handful of chocolate chips. And listen, speaking of eating habits, what a great time for us to segue into talking about the Olympics mm. with athletes that have the most stringent Happy birthday, eating birthday. habits so that they may perform at their highest levels. Um, the Winter Olympics are going on right now for those who are not globally aware. And <laughs> they're happening right now in Beijing and in Beijing, China. And I, you know... <sighs> Let's put aside everything that we have to say about the IOC, about the Russian doping scandal, about any world politics that we say seems to happen every time there's an Olympics that distracts us from, you know, things that are going on. Let's put that aside for a second and just take the Olympics for what it is, which is really beautiful people doing extraordinary things. And a lot of those beautiful people are on ice skates, okay? They're tossing each other on ice skates. They're wearing gobs of makeup. They have beautiful costumes on. They've got flair. They've got passion and emotion. These are the people that I tune into. Just like I do the gymnasts in the Summer Olympics, I also do the ice skaters. So I, to make this relevant to our podcast... I took it upon myself, also because it's my beat, to figure out how the heck I'm going to stream all this with the things I pay for, right? <laughs> Thankfully, YouTube TV, it all is included in the package. I can either DVR the Olympics as they replay every night, or I can log on to, I think NBC has an Olympics hub in the browser, and I can log in there with my YouTube TV credentials, and then it gives me access to all of the clips, the highlights, and the live stream. So I've mostly been tuning in like that. All right. So I said, look, everybody, this is how you go and you stream the Olympics. For the most part, uh, it's been a little frustrating trying to understand exactly when I should be tuning in for ice skating, because <sighs> normally you would just like tune in to live broadcast, you would go to, let's say, Channel 7 back in the day. Back and you day. knew that in channel, on Channel 7 at 7 p.m., that's where everything was. It's a little different when you pay for TV over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I did is NBC on their little Olympics hub, they're like, hey, link your Google Calendar and we'll let you know in the event that you're interested in will when it's streaming and when it's happening. And so I was like, wow, this is great. Let's do this. Oh man, I love adding things to my calendar. I'm being sincere, by the way. <laughs> my personal calendar is very empty compared to my work calendar. <laughs> so I didn't realize that giving NBC access like this meant that it would be nonstop alarming me, not only during the evening when the replays are, live on YouTube TV, but also in the middle of the night as they're being broadcast live from Beijing, but I am sleeping here in my little pod in California. So um, <laughs> even with all of the annoying reminders, which by the way, don't just happen on one device, they happen on all of my devices that are linked to my Google account and which you can imagine are a lot of them. So I have multiple devices reminding me of ice skating at all hours of the day, several times throughout this Winter Olympics. <sighs> I hope I have a lot to say about ice skating by the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, it's don't. It's, the lesson here is don't link your account just anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> especially, especially NBC. It's like they, they're. I know. I just gave them my. Yeah. I was just like, here you go, NBC. Just take me for what I am. Like, <laughs> there, there's so many executives. They're trying to point at metrics in order to keep their jobs, because it's just so weird out there. I, I, uh, um, I have to try it for the user experience, Andy. It okay, is true, my job exactly. as well to like fully, you know, commit. That's an that's an excellent point. I see. I, I I I've been trying to get into the Olympics because it is it is as you say it's a, ice it's, skating. Well, not ice. I I I like the weird sports. Like I like the biathlon. I like like the 
the the crazy like uh, uh, like the rando <laughs> sports that you like don't really realize is a thing that people are training for. Yeah, it's, in the like, years ske- between the Olympics, like skeleton and luge, the things that are like that were mm-hmm. like if they were if they could if it's possible to do it nude, then it could have been like a segment on Jackass because like this is just crazy, this is just crazy and stupid, and you're gonna lose your life, but you're gonna laugh at each other, and then you're gonna you know you're you're gonna be like desperately like putting out a fire somewhere on your body and that see that because that's that's an opportunity you don't often get but the problem i the problem i have is a problem that i so often have with like television especially like when they try to when they try to televise real events like they don't just allow me to say oh my god this person is just like running down with this like two like body length like ice skating blades in front of them then they're jumping down and lying flat and going 128 miles an hour like around this concrete that's exciting that's exhilarating that's like oh my god i hope everything works out okay but no they have to frame it in terms of like this story and tell us well, oh, oh the story oh, the broadcasters give are the oh, best slash worst oh, owens owens falls maine is a lonely place to grow up particularly if you're a little girl with a love of alpine sports do 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 yes but you know it's worse now because nbc is trying to be like they're like towing this weird political line where they want to say stuff about like russia but, yeah. and then they're uh, they're always reminding you of you know china's human rights violations and it's like okay yes but also like NBC, the larger context is a little deeper than that. Yeah. And so let's not just skim the top off here just to bring dramatics to our Olympics coverage. Yeah. See, and, and well, and, and also, but that that's another, that's another point that it's, it is so like United States based and so United States biased that like it's, it's, it stopped becoming a joke that so cut away. Oh my, oh my God. Someone, there's a track and uh, over on the track and field ring, uh, a, a Ukrainian, a Ukrainian distance runner is about to break like the, the three minute mile for the first time. in like a, for the, that's ever been, Oh, wait a minute. A little Kathy, Kathleen, Kathy Nurberg is, 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 who's ranked 18th in the, in the shot put American is about to take her. Now let's have, let's take a look at that video we shot of her training with her Mima who introduced Introduced her to track and field. No, we're about to see someone break the three minute mile. I don't care that they're not American. I really want to see it. Yeah. And so I, 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 YouTube has been bringing it back to, to Google as always. It's uh, has been like showing me like stuff from the Olympics channel, which I've been really, really enjoying because I don't think, I don't think my, my true love is ever going to be like watching it live. It's going to be like, uh, it's been showing me. Oh, by the way, here is like two, like here's like the early heats of the, uh, of uh, women's hockey. And and it will be it's the Olympics channel is like absolutely nonpartisan. So it's just like here is two, here are two incredibly fierce teams fighting out to advance in the medal. Just rankings. the raw footage usually yeah, and they, yeah, and they, without all the and they do full coverage of the Paralympics. And so like the I, I watched actually a couple of weeks ago I watched like the Paral uh, I think it was from the previous from the maybe from the Sochi Olympics like the the Paralympic biathlon and it's like once again it is just such a crazy crazy event like for, first of all cross country skiing. Like trying skiing uphill already, you're like six out of ten on the crazy meter. But hey, let's also shoot at stuff and stop. That's wow. That's that. That's you've you've gone uh, from vodka to Everclear with that decision, and I'm totally there for it at two p.m. like on a Wednesday afternoon. And I'm just trying to find time to ride my Peloton, man. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, see that that's that's. So that's why I try to see. I, I try to like even things out because uh, again, the cross country skiers who so are skiing uphill, I will never cease to be amazed by. Like they they are like exerting, consuming uh, so much energy that's kind of important for me to watch them do it while I'm lying flat on my bed, just basically to even things out. So the because to hasten the heat death of the universe, there has to be balance. There has to be an equilibrium, mm-hmm. and I'm here. I'm here to do that. Um, but it actually, actually, this ties into something else. I've, I've been trying to watch a little bit more because I finally got like my DVR working again. I have a, I, is this on Plex or on Plex? Oh, right. wait. Oh, the, right. You set up a DVR situation and I think you have an antenna, right? And you can get local channels. Nope. Right. There's a, there's a, bo- I, I have a box on my network called the HD home run. I think Silicon dust is the company that makes it. And uh, yeah, so you can plug in an off uh, over the air antenna or like cable TV into it. Um, I think that the one that I have can't like descramble like uh, uh, commercial 
cable channels. The better ones, you can act, you can rent a cable card from the cable company and stick it in there, and then you could tune in like actual Neat. like lifetime and stuff like that. But the, the cool thing is that you just put this on your network, and then like any device on your network that, that can basically accept DLNA, I think streaming can tune this and then accept the stream. So yes, Plex as a feature, you can activate a DVR so that it can just like a regular DVR. It's just, you have the channel guide, you can set up a subscription, you can set up, just record this thing once. And for, for me, it's super good, not only because getting able to being able to watch, of course, watch broadcast TV, but also the idea that like at the end of the, at the end of the season, I have like all every episode of like season 12 of Bob's burgers, like on my hard drive, on my server. So it's not like, and it's not DRM. It's not anything like that. They're just like regular movie files. So I can keep adding it and adding it to my, my library. But the, uh, for some reason it just stopped working dead like two years ago. And I couldn't figure it out why. And oh my like, God, two years ago. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, well, cause, cause it's, it's, it's like any network problem where I, I don't, I don't feel as though I'm a total dope when it comes to diagnosing like, networking problems but it's always going to be either i fix it I in, either i fix it in the next 10 or 20 in 10 or 20 minutes at the end of which it'll either be fixed or i'll know okay i know exactly what the problem is i just don't have time to fix it right now but i know how to solve it but every time that i try to like fix it over the past two or three years and we're only talking about like a couple of times where i've remembered this thing existed like it just i just could not get it working finally i figured out the the, the the dumbest reason which is that for some reason at some point some piece of software got updated and now the one feature that like is the reason why i paid an extra 80 dollars for this box instead of the really cheap one is that uh the, this this box can also uh, transcode video like as the streams so instead of getting this huge 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 broadcast stream it'll automatically transcode it down to like an mp4 at high definition and for some reason anytime that it tried to transcode anything no app anywhere on the network could receive anything other than audio so it would work it would record it would find the thing it would tune it but all i get is an mp3 file <laughs> of, of of the colbert show which is not what i'm looking for it's great great for great for the workout great for the jazzercise i was gonna say but again i want to watch podcast. it <laughs> yeah so but so but uh, okay so that's great i'm really feeling good about myself i got this fix it's working great i'm like pro i'm like going through the, the program guide and like setting up like two or three weeks worth of recordings and then only and only after week of that i realized that there's really almost nothing on television that i want to like even watch let alone record and almost everything that's on there uh like tonight is the tonight is another episode of the amazing race and mm, yes one of my favorite shows in your wheelhouse mm -hmm. exactly definitely there and i and when the season started before i fixed the, the, the this pro this problem i discovered that oh well cbs.com allows you to stream the episode without right. authorization which not only means that i can just stream the episode whenever i want through the app it also means that i can use this really great like capture app i've got on my mac to just simply like connect to i, I, I simply go into the website copy paste like the url into this app it will find the mp4 file on the server download it and now i've got like the perfect file that's like already compressed beautifully balanced and it's on my server so and every show that i want to watch is kind of in that category so it's like i i got the moral victory but i'm not sure that it's worth like the four, five watts <laughs> of power that this box consumes while it's plugged into the wall by the way uh if if it's all right, I'd like to make a quick little note that um, my Discord server actually has a Plex channel where people go in and talk about their respective Plex servers. For anybody out there who's listening and is like, oh, yeah, I have a Plex server. I want to do this and that with it. Um, I always love to hear, Andy, like what you're doing with yours. It's very inspiring. And so I just want to I just want to plug just want to plug that out there for anybody listening, looking for a community <laughs> of supportive plex using people i should you know I, I i've always like every time you mention your your discord server i'm like oh, i should check that out and maybe i should think about like getting a, a discord server for myself but the the thing that always cuts that close is that i don't want to encourage people to tell me exactly what they think of me and my work in a private environment in which they they don't they're not yeah, going to be attacked by other people you get a, the, like, it, yeah because the thing is is once you get onto discord people can message you personally and you know i usually get really nice messages and if they're like very long sometimes i'll have to get to it like at a later time when i can right. give it that energy but sometimes there's some there's some meanies yeah, yeah it's, it's and, it, and it ruins your whole afternoon it's sometimes it's, a weekend yeah i mean it's it's weird that 
I'm kind of I'm okay with that, like on Twitter and on like public social media. Because you because, can shut. It's not instant. I think it's well, the instant message. I, well, I think. Well, in my case, it's more like, hey, you know what? This is a public forum. People can say whatever they want. They don't have to defend it. They don't have to justify right. it. It's perfectly their prerogative. I think uh, on Discord, it's like, but I set this. I I went to tr- trouble uh-huh. on my end to, to 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 invite this stuff in, and now I'm just basically I've said, please come in. And t-. it's it's like. You, you never like raise your hand. You never like go to the edge of the stage and say, look, I'm sure that a lot of you have complaints that there are things you'd like me to improve. Just tell me exactly what they are. And I'd, we'll have this conversation. It's like, I don't want to know about that. I, I want to be better, but I don't want like to have 40 minutes of, well, actually you're right. I could understand how the economy works a lot better. And perhaps you're right. I shouldn't have said, you know, you're, you're, you're right. I probably shouldn't have said that either. Like, you know what? I you're hitting on something that I myself realized that yeah, I should probably like be able to get like I, I should probably post earlier in the day rather than later. I keep trying, but I keep failing. Okay, next question. Yeah, the thing is, again, I just really like these sideburns, and I don't know. But you're right. I mean, they're just they're kind of like weird. I, I understand. If it's, you have any questions, comments, complaints about Andy and Nako, you can send them to materialpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> they will get funneled to the right part. <laughs> That's right. Have it me. <sighs> I don't care. Because I, I grew up as a nerd, like in a, in, a, in a very, very popular high school. Okay, it's like it's 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 like how like the people who play like professional sports they can't even feel it anymore because those nerve endings got cauterized and like calloused. What? So 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 timely with all the sports happening around us. Um, well, I feel like this is a good time for us to just quickly give us a little tease of what's coming up right after the break. We, of course, are going to talk about Samsung on the show that you are listening to right now. We're going to get to it, okay? We're going to get to the new phones. I actually have them in my hand Ooh. so I can describe them to you. That's all I got at this point, though, because I haven't really used them. <laughs> yet. It, was, it was today, after all. Yeah, it was today after all. Um, But before we get to that, we're going to talk about the fact that Samsung has essentially become the iPhone of the Android world. Just to distill it down, this is, we've got a good discussion coming up. I'm excited, Andy, to discuss with you. Uh, And then before we go, we're also going to discuss the brand new Galaxy Tab tablet, which I also got to see and which I truly wonder would have been... Something Andy would have traded that M1 iPad for. <laughs> we should see. We should see. Um, and then finally, we're just going to very quickly leave you with a little tip about a new Chrome feature. So stay tuned. Good show for you. See you in a sec. So I definitely think that there are still people out there who have no idea how big of a deal Samsung is to the Android world. Yep. It's it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to overlook. It's like we talk we talk about how like if 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 we get into a an argument a friendly debate with but oh but gosh but iPhones you all the only phones that you can get are the ones that Apple decides to make for you. With at least with Android, I can buy whatever phone I want with all the specs that I want from whatever maker that I want, and then like you hope that they haven't actually like found out like what the market share of the different android manufacturers are because it really is just samsung worldwide it really is just samsung in the united states it is double triple quadruple really just samsung like and you know that but then like when you say well gee at the last I, I, before the show, I'm like, well, gee, the last time I actually looked up looked that up it was like a year and a half ago. I should get like this for the first statistics, and then then you're like actually looking at these pie charts <laughs> where where they, they put the pie chart. Here's all the different like Android makers, phone makers worldwide, and you're like, you know what? I'm going. To, I I don't know. I'm gonna. Tr- I don't trust my judgment of like what 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 angles are. I'm gonna do the math and find out that gee, okay, so the market share, Samsung's market share is 37.1 percent. Let's just do some math and add up all the market shares of all the others that's twice the market share of whoever's the number two which is with xiaomi uh and basically you can take all of the others uh it's basically uh the the top three plus motorola plus lg you have to leave out like the fourth or fifth most popular uh maker of android phones and that that add them all together and you get 37.1 percent 
Uh, and it's like they have 20, 27% of the total U.S. market. That's half, less than half of Apple's U.S. share, but all other makers in the United States can com- comprise less than 12%. So it's like, hooray, I can have any Samsung phone I want, or I can really, 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 or if I, or if I go to a bunch of different drugstores, I can probably find a bunch of blister pack pay-as-you-go phones that aren't made. Oh, no, most of those are made by Samsung as well. I'm, I'm just totally wrong in every way. Yeah, it's um, it, it's no surprise then that actually some of the features that were announced today as part of the new Galaxy S22 lineup are, and also the tablets, actually, the new uh, Galaxy Tab S8 tablets that were announced. There's some special, like they're getting some special Android features first before other Android users. And even I think before the Pixel, one of them is, is I think the, uh, the uh, live situation where you can hop on duo and do like a jam board. I feel like that's coming to Samsung before it comes to any of the pixel devices. If I am thinking about that correctly off the top of my head, um, again, I have been completely mired in like putting this whole thing together. So some details might've slipped through, but that is all to say, (laughs) of course, Google would want to like give some exclusives to Samsung. Again, they're selling nearly 40% of the Android phones that are on this God's green earth. <laughs> What's still left of it? Sorry, just being yes. real. Uh, <laughs> a, lot of it, a lot of it is brown. A lot of it is on fire. But yes, your point is By taken. the way, I just need to bring up very quickly for anybody who did watch the Unpacked event today and stayed until the very end because Samsung usually live streams these things. BTS was there, of course. They are South Korea's number three uh, highest earner. Um, and they were lifting up cue cards, you know, one after the other, explaining to us about how the oceans are drowning in plastic how we need to do more to save the earth. And I just like, I don't want to hear it. I really don't stop. Stop putting this on me from the mouths of boy bands. Yes. Just, just <laughs> they didn't even say anything. They just held up cue cards still, still, and said they were just again. very well-dressed, well-coiffed, exactly. you know, well very grown, handsome men holding up cue cards. Exactly. They're, That's like, how we deal with climate change. They're, they're, um, they're, they're fine young men, <laughs> but yeah, it's, <laughs> But yeah, it is, it is kind of weird. I mean, I have, I have a, 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 obviously I've got my Pixel 6 Pro, still like it. And the thing is, I just never considered like getting a Samsung phone. They just never entered my mind, not because I'm not aware of it, but because just there's something about like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily want the one UI. I don't necessarily want to have to sign up for like Google for, for uh, I'm okay. I've already handed over uh, Google already has awareness of most of my life. So the idea of saying, yes, you can have my health information. Yes. You can have my, uh, my, my location and my, uh, my exercise information. The idea of having to create new accounts on Samsung to do that seems like it's not great. Also, they're not terribly exciting to me. Like at least with Google, I kind of like the idea that they're trying to move the needle forward, but that comes with the freedom of knowing that well, we're not we're basically not going to sell any of these to anybody. So, it we could we could we could fill each one of these these phone bodies with like processed American cheese and not only would it be more stable in performance than what we shipped back in October or November, but also it would make about as big a dent in like the discrepancy between Samsung's market share and our own. Meanwhile, I'm over here still rocking a OnePlus 9. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do because um, we were talking today about, you know, big tech purchases we might be making this year. And I had a really hard time coming up with anything because in terms of phones, I've been perfectly satisfied with the OnePlus 9. I mean, I held it up in size compared to the, by the way, I keep wanting to call the GS22 Ultra, the Note. <laughs> Instinctively, just every time oh, I have God. to correct myself. Yep, yep. Every so they're basically the same size, just in terms of height and width. I um, can verify that the, you're holding it to the camera, and they do seem to be about the same size. Yeah, and the Ultra is just a tiny bit bigger because of the whole rectangle, right, square, you know, nearly seven inch screen situation. But the OnePlus, like I just put this case on it that's super comfortable and I like it because it's just a plain phone. <laughs> I didn't really want all the bells and whistles of the Pixel and the way that it looks. Um, I don't, this phone is really slippery without a case on. Mm-hmm. 
I will say, you know, there, there are these like little differences for why you choose like one Android phone over the other. But when you go to the carrier store, the one that you're probably going to choose is between a Google and a Samsung. And so it's like, do we really have choice in the matter? Unless you're going to go mid-range or something a little low end. Yeah. It's like there, there's and there's still people who it's weird that I think that there are going to be more people who are conflicted between getting a Samsung phone or a feature phone versus a Samsung phone versus a Google phone at this point. It's like I mean, Mo- Motorola is is right there and they make they, and they make some really great low price phones. The by the lo- way, owned by Lenovo. Owned by Lenovo. Side note. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. They're, 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 they changed partners twice, and now it's Lenovo who's doing who's doing the dance mm-hmm. with them. Um, they I, Google still makes I think one of the best like mid range slash budget phones that you can possibly buy. That's but, correct. Yeah, it, it's I I feel like uh, I don't have buyer's remorse about the about the six at all. Um, and but the I thing would not is, if I were if I were you. <laughs> excuse me. I would not if I were you. No, no, either. Okay. Yeah. I, I, but uh, and uh, I could, but I could have waited another year. The thing is, I I was so sick and tired of like not having the stuff that I've after mm-hmm. after being stuck with like, the Pixel One and then using the Pixel Four A as a stopgap. It's like I want an actual telephoto lens. I want an actual wide angle lens. I the want telephoto lens is so good. By yeah. the way, I I've been testing it against the Pixel Six Six Pro in particulars. Um, it's gonna be very interesting to see. I apologize. I'm teasing a little bit the Samsung no, no, hardware section, but um, it'll be interesting to see how it matches with this uh, incredible zoom that the Ultra yeah. supposedly has. So, well, it's, oh it's, boy, it's, it's probably. I mean, it's. I'm, I'm sure that there's. It's no accident that they started off talking about. Well, and, and of course, we're gonna get to this in a second, but mm-hmm. like that they started off the whole presentation about just talking about improvements they've made to the camera because basically people are aware that people are aware of how much better a, a camera that their new phone is. Other than that, as long as it runs Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, TikTok, you know, it's kind of okay. But the, the before I leave this, I just it just it just hit me once again that as I was going through this process of like okay, remember, I've, we, we we did budget for this. With we have a thousand bucks to spend, like on a on a top tier phone, it's it's perfectly fine. Do we like? I, I just realized that even though Samsung has some really really good phones out there that I respect, if I were not, if I decided that if if Google kind of dropped the ball on the Pixel Six, if it were just basically we took the Pixel Five and we just kind of made it more like that. Then I might have it went out. Okay, well, guess what? Now it's time for me to switch to the finally switch to the Samsung. It would have been well. Now it's time for me to finally switch to switch back to the iPhone. It's it and it kind of disappoints. And that that kind of revelation kind of disappoints me to think that no, there isn't this like there aren't like three or four or five different phones out there in the Android space that I'm kind of keen to check out. I, I am I am keen to check out the the Fold. But it's still like way too expensive for me to justify for for what it is. But in terms of your 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 sensible large sized uh, top of the line ten uh, pole phone, it's still like again you can get the S twenty two or the S the Ultra. You can get whatever whatever Pixel is coming out this year, or that's it. That's a bummer. You know who is really excited about the Ultra slash Note is my mom. She is so excited about this. And I told her, I said, just save the gift card I gave you. (laughs) Just wait until Samsung because I think you're going to be really happy. And I think she, I told her, I said, you are going to have to foot the bill for the rest of it though. (laughs) Because I only gave her, (laughs) say I gave her a tiny bit more than half. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Ultra ultra applies to a lot of things about this phone. (laughs) Yeah. Because I wasn't, Planning on getting, you know, she had asked. Anyway, anyway, that's all to say that's who is really excited about these phones. And some good news for them is that Samsung is committed to four years of updates to Android and One UI on many of its devices and five years of security updates, which, okay, on the surface, always a great thing. This is always great to kind of like have something to hold them to the fire with. If they don't deliver, you can just hold up this press release. Um, (laughs) They're going to make it available on select Galaxy S series, the Z series. Those are the flippy ones. The A series, those are the mid to low end ones and the tablets, including the ones that were announced today. 
the press release mentions the following hardware specifically, all the new phones announced today, all of last year's S21 phones, all of today's tablets, and any upcoming S-series phones and tablets, which I'm assuming is related to whatever's coming in 2023 and 2024. Hmm. That was, you know, that really got my attention today. Partly because that was the other differentiator between like what that was the other thing that years ago I would always brought me to like Nexus devices and Pixel devices that gosh I don't I, it would it would stink if like after two years suddenly I'm not getting it's it's stuck in whatever it was uh, two years ago that because I'm not going to get any new new versions of Android I'm not going to get any security updates that's terrible that's that's stupid uh, and the, the fact that if you if you're five years of security updates will absolutely cover I think the projected life of one user with this phone. It's not going to cover like if I had a kid and I was going to give this to, to my kid as, as mm-hmm. a hand-me-down phone, but mm-hmm. for five years, that's perfectly fine. Uh, four years of OS updates by the time I'm sure that after four, after four successive, after Android 16, whatever Android 17 requires in terms of hardware will probably require a lot more than whatever I bought in 2022. But it's, uh, but, but that really does kind of like narrow the gap a little bit as, as uh, like, I think, like you said, though, I hope that it does like spur Google to say, yeah, how come like the pixel phone is only getting three years of promised OS updates. It does get five years of security updates, but it's only guaranteed to uh, Android 15, I think. And it's like, what is your excuse? So they, they that, that doesn't mean they can't exceed that, but it means that they're not guaranteeing like five years of uh, four years of, uh, of of Android updates. Well, let's see what's going to happen with all of, uh, you know, they've all the initiatives they've been working on behind the scenes. Oh, it's only the beginning of this year. I know. Yeah. I know there's still there's still more to come. There's a developers conference. There's more releases. It's it's all cyclical, baby. We still got four or five, six weeks of winter. <laughs> we got we're not we're not we're not putting the sweaters away yet, are we? I know my, my that was the first thing first thing my mom texted on Groundhog's Day. She sends like a text every morning at like seven, you know, in the morning or time, and then it's just like, Mom, I don't want to wake up to like this sad news. <laughs> of more winter. What a bummer. It's okay. I had to know. I had to know. Okay, quick break. We'll be back. Let's talk phones and hardware and expensive things. Well, Andy, I feel like we should start off this segment by, uh, why don't you just, like, do you have questions about any of these phones? I got to pot them for about an hour right? total, plus, like, the half hour I had today to set up the Galaxy S22 Ultra. I am going to start immediately my camera testing beginning tonight. We're going to take some nice long exposures after the kiddo's asleep, see how those stars come out. Okay, it's it's happening. <laughs> and so I, you know, we will rattle off some specs that we think are very interesting. But, you know, before we get to that, Andy, yeah. is there anything that you'd like to know specifically? Well, uh, actually, I, I only had one general thing, general thing. When I, was, I, I watched the live stream and then I was reading like all the coverage from people who were actually had like phones in hand. It could actually like give first impressions. I think you're, you guys are still under embargo for reviews. So you can only basically say, here's what it feels like in my hand. Here's, it. I did not, I could, I ran my finger along the edge. I did, it did not bleed. I'm allowed to tell, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Yeah. Nobody's the, bleeding. <laughs> we're fine over here. Thank you though a, for your concern. <laughs> so there, there you go. You can shave with it. That's a, it's, it's a value. I already add. got some spam calls on it, by the way, with the SIM card oh, awesome. uh, that came with review. So I just love this system that we have going with the carriers and uh, all the spoofing of numbers. Just God a side America. note there. Well, the, yeah. the, the only thing I really wanted to, I was really curious about is that these all for the, you got your Galaxy S22, you got the Galaxy S22 Plus, and then you got the Galaxy S22 Ultra, which is essentially like the Galaxy Note. Only so the Galaxy S twenty two Ultra Note they're just calling it the Ultra like it seem it feels as though all of these are just like really just incremental updates where we're all of our all of the components are one year fresher than they were last year or like two years fresher in the case of the in case of the Ultra because we didn't we didn't see a Note last year was there anything that kind of stuck out as my God thank thank God that I waited like an entire extra year to, in case the, they came up with something great uh, great for the 22 because I would have felt stupid if I were if I were still like with a Pixel 6 it was like 
wow, this is a brand new tensor chip. This is a brand new camera array. I'm if I if I bought the Pixel Five last year, I would have felt as though I got like the the best of the last generation, so the first of the next generation. But I wasn't getting that that impression from the hardware from today. Yeah, I think you're definitely right about that because if you look at the Galaxy S21 from the backside, let's just say, the refinements are really minimal between the two models. And so we're just talking about, by the way, the two smaller phones first because the Ultra, so what Samsung did last year with the S21 Ultra is that it just bumped up the the plus of the S21 and added uh, S Pen support via like an accessory excuse me, S Pen support natively, but there is an accessory to cart it around with you versus the Ultra that is the S22 Ultra that has an embedded S Pen that has angular corners. Like it's very clearly taken from the last note that we had, which I believe was the Galaxy Note 20. Um, The two smaller S22s, they're curved. And so they're a little curved around the edges, I should say. And so they're a little more playful, a little more like, every user versus the ultra, which is supposed to be a very like power users, you know, um, accessory, I should say, because even just the angles of it are very like serious business, you know, um, there's definitely a design language that differs between the two. And even on the back, because there's four cameras on, yeah, it it looks like it's got like S and M studs on it just to look even more aggressive. I did get a pitch for some S&M cases for the Galaxy <laughs> S22 today. Um, and by the way, they were really nice. So let me know if you want the brand. <laughs> Real leather. Um, and I agree that it would definitely look great with this phantom black. <laughs> so the, the first the first phone case, usually they advertise cruelty-free leather. This is cruelty-enhanced leather. <laughs> That's a good one, Andy. Um, so I personally preferred... Just by the way, in terms of size, the GS22, just the plain Jane one. But if you look at the specs of that one, you are missing out on like the higher RAM allotment that you can get in the Plus and the Ultra. So those come with up to 12 gigs. You don't get as much storage space. Um, I think the smallest GS22, which by the way, that's how I abbreviate it in my notes. So so people know what I'm referring to. That doesn't have Wi-Fi 6E. Which is like, and it also uh, does not have ultra wideband support, which I thought is very interesting, considering the infrastructure that is going up around us right now. Yeah, I mean, you'll 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 be fine, but like in two or three years' time, when you find out that gee, why? How come this 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 was this phone is streaming games so slowly, and how come yep. it can't use this really good feature with this network or this or this speaker? It's like, yeah, it's because you had to, yeah, because you couldn't find a hundred bucks to get the good one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, Andy's right, by the way, the price difference between these are, I mean, the biggest jump goes from the S22 Plus to the S22 Ultra, even though it's not a big jump in screen size. So it goes, you go 6.1 for the smallest, 6.6 for the for the middle one, and then 6.8 for the Papa Bear. Yeah. And they, they all have the same <laughs> CPU, right? They all have the four nanometer Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, which is the first generation of Qualcomm's newly renamed mobile processors. <laughs> oh, I've, I've, we've definitely gotten you at the end of a very, very, very long news day where it's like you've read and written like the same thing several times in several different like content management system windows. There's still more coming. There's still more coming. <laughs> There's more coming. The cameras are... 50 megapixel on the smaller two with a 50 megapixel wide angle lens, uh, 12 megapixel ultra wide angle lens, and one 10 megapixel telephoto camera with a 3x optical zoom. And then the ultra, instead of a 50 megapixel, comes with 108 megapixels. <sighs> and that coexists with a 12 megapixel ultra wide angle lens, which has a larger, larger aperture, mm. right? Yes. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but and get, I'm very curious, like, I'm curious what's going on here. It's confusing me. Yeah. Like, which one is technically the primary camera? Is it the the big bones resolution or is it the 12 megapixel, like, you know, dual pixel enhanced, et cetera? I see. I, for, for me, like, the big question is why 
would I want to have a 40 megapixel selfie camera? Why, why would I want people, why do I want people to be able to count the pores on my face? And also creators, it's creator economy. That's what it is. Okay. Um, Because you would take that really high resolution video. It's easy because you actually can see in the viewfinder versus if you were to flip the phone around. So if you're doing like a TikTok, your TikTok will be high res. I think that's the idea behind it, but I agree with you. I'm not happy about it. (laughs) I'm not like, Okay, we're all having Zoom dysmorphia right now. <laughs> right, it's right. Like the last thing I need is a 40 megapixel lens, but I digress. The but, but the screens look the screens look great, right? I've I mean I, I think I think you you said gorgeous in your in your write up today. I think. I mean, yeah, it's Samsung. Samsung. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason I choose their TVs over others instinctively. It's because I know that I'm going to get a really great display, and good for them. Good for them for having that for themselves. I will say something that's interesting, and I really want to figure out how I'm going to like test this. But all the phones have 120 hertz refresh rates, but they can be bumped up to 240 hertz in the gaming mode. So that's like that's really smooth. That's yeah. They they definitely know their audience. But wow, I wonder what that will do to battery life. Well, that, that also actually there's a couple of things that made me think about not only battery life, but like I think they they gave some sort of a passing nod to, oh, and don't worry, we've got like we were thinking about heat dissipation and stuff like that. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's one thing to have like here's here's how how high these specs can go. But like, are you going to want to actually hold this phone in your hands while you're like playing gaming uh, game competitively streaming? I'm going to have to start doing a temperature check on the phones. I didn't used to have to do it. I used to only do the temperature check on the laptops because, oh, my God, those yeah. things would get so hot. But I'm going to have to really do them on these phones and see how they're doing during the synthetic benchmarks. This is going to be fun. Now you're getting me excited to really just like yeah. put these guys through their paces. Well, that, that, we're, I mean, we're, we've been talking about like Android hardware. It's like that's that's one thing that I don't have, I don't think have to think about that much with like when I'm testing out an iPhone. It's like uh, thermal curtains. Like when I get uh, uh, when I when I get a new like Android phone to check out, one of the things is, oh great! So you're saying that it can record forty four uh, uh, K video at 60, uh, 60 frames per second, or wow, eight K video. Like, okay, let me just like put this on a tripod and just set it running and see how long it runs before I get like some see if I get any kind of like a thermal shutdown saying this this phone is overheating. We're shutting you down right right now. If there's a window, could you please open it and throw the phone out there as quickly as possible? I do get that sometimes on the OnePlus 9. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's not, that's not, that's not optimal. It's not, but I do appreciate on the OnePlus 9, it'll instantly dial down the screen. Yeah. And I can feel the temperature changing. Anyway, side note. uh, It's, you know, it's nice to have, by the way, like different brands in Android land, because just talking about Samsung and Google gets very repetitive. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. And not just because, oh, they're just two companies, but you know, what is this? The Galaxy S22. It's a big bump from last year's phone. You're paying a little bit more than last year's money for a little bit more than last year's phone. The big difference this year is to decide if what you want is that ultra. I think that's the one that people are really um, asking themselves about. I think the regular Galaxy S22s, they were just little bump ups for what we already have going in the flagship department. Because the thing is, not everybody's going to want that stylus. Yeah. Like, you have to to- uh, tote around a stylus with you. If you're not going to use it, why would you want to carry well, the, a phone it, to accommodate well, for that? Well, it does dock. It does dock. So it's not like last year where you'd have to. Yeah, like, but then you have a- to have a bigger phone, right? And that's. So you have to ask yourself, do I want the slightly wider phone, yeah. you know? But so, but some of that, I, I think that the uh, what used to be the Galaxy Note and is now the Ultra, a lot of it is there for the flex, where I'm going to spend $1,200 minimum on a phone that is absolutely as extra as a phone Nerd can flex. be without having <laughs> like without being made out of some sort of exotic metal incorporating like the finger bone of a, of a of one of the apostles that sort of stuff like it's, it's always been the one where i don't want i don't want to skimp on any feature whatsoever if it's possible to get this feature inside a phone i'll i want it and i'll pay extra for it like i was trying i was trying to find i just i just remind myself that i haven't i didn't check to see if it still has removable storage or not like can you put like a micro sd storage card in there um, no, no, I'm pretty sure you yeah. can't. 
because I remember reading through the spec sheet and considering the slot is actually pretty small. True. It doesn't look um, micro SD. But the thing is, you don't need it if you can get this phone in up to one terabyte of space. Right. You really don't need an SD card. That's a good point. Um, just pay the little bit extra to get the 256 because anyway, you'll get immediately bumped up to 12 gigs of RAM, which is like, holy right. cow, a lot of RAM. Uh, if you enjoy playing those really, by the way, intensive, like turn-based Android games, the ones that Google play gives you free money for all the time, those make your phone heat up really fast and you'll enjoy, enjoy that on this phone probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and, and no, no headphone jack, no headphone jack, no headphone jack. Yeah. No, a headphone jack would. Yeah, no headphone jack. That would no. that, that would make that would make you seem so plebeian. Like, good heavens, I can. <laughs> Although, see, I, I'm I'm kind of wondering. I'm kind of waiting for some company to say that. Oh no, 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 no. That's that's how you know how ultra and exclusive this is because you are your music is far far too rich and valuable, and you're far too discerning to have just a common Bluetooth connection to the audio. You want a wired connection to our advanced digital-to-analog converter, not an off-the-shop thing that comes bundled into a dongle like some fruit-flavored phones we could mention. Dongles are the worst, though. I totally get it. They mm. they really aren't that great. I feel, I feel that. I do. Um, I listen, I'll have more information on these phones. I'm again, going to be writing the review for them. So we're going to have a lot of time with them. Feel free, by the way, if you want to ask any questions mentioned earlier, materialpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. You don't have to send complaints there. You could just ask a question. (laughs) It's totally fine. You can also tweet at us at material podcast or at, Oh, that flow or, uh, Andy is at Anatco. You just have to spell his last name, but (laughs) The nice thing is that Google will autofill it for you. So, Indeed. yes, use <laughs> use it. Use the crutch when you need it, okay? Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> I feel like this is um, a good time for us to just quickly move into the tablets that were also announced today. So the Galaxy Tab S8 Ultra, that is the massive <laughs> tablet. It is 14.6 inches across. It is a laptop, essentially. Especially once you put the sold separately folio case on it, which is a full size, excuse me, it's not a full size keyboard, but it is a big keyboard with backlighting and a trackpad that feels just as fluid as the one on my XPS 15. I promise. It's a a glass trackpad. It's like absolutely. Now, we should preface by saying this is a $350 keyboard folio. So damn straight, it should be like as good as as a notebook. of a, let's see, how much is $1,200 base model? Mm $1,200 base model. So it's a, you really have to want Samsung. I am going to be so curious what people say about this. Um, The 14 six inch i don't think that one is going after the ipad i think that one is going after chromebooks specifically Mm. um i also think that the smaller tablets the tab s8 and tab s8 plus are really nice but again you have to really want that samsung display to like want to spend 700 and 900 respectively yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. I, I it it uh, when I when I when I heard about it, it made me want to make a note and say, okay, I really have to l- start learning about like what are business customers buying like in South Korea. What is the Asian market like? Oh, true. Because yeah. I I absolutely don't understand like what uh, what, what the there, there's barely a point for an even normal sized uh, uh, t- uh, Android based tablet. But the idea of having this 14, it's, this is 13 inches across. That's like just across, it's 13 inches. It would not, it might not fit in all of your laptop bags if you have like a, a laptop bag that's for like a modern laptop. It will not fit into a bag that's designed for a compact laptop, laptop. I didn't think about that. That is and, a good point. And at $1,500, that, again, if we're, if we're going to compare to, compare like an apples to apples sort of thing, like fifteen hundred a $1,500 budget for, I want like something that is thin, powerful, ultra mobile for like, because I'm, I'm, I do nothing but travel. I spend so much, as much time outside my office, if not more than inside it. I don't, I, I'm willing to spend money for it. If you had a $1,500 budget for that, 
that will put you in the realm of lots and lots of really good Windows Windows 11 based uh, tablets, uh, along with the correct uh, portfolio case. I'll, uh, you, that would even probably put you in the put you in the realm of of one budget for a Windows based laptop plus uh, an iPad Air on the side for when you want to go like really really slim and trim. And and or and when you when you compare it to like getting a practically maxed out uh, iPad uh, iPad Pro twelve point nine inch yes the puny twelve point nine inch screen, uh, but you know, that that the thing is the Windows laptop that has a library of really really great apps that will take advantage of that tablet form factor. The iPad has an immense library of really great apps that will take advantage of that form factor. Android does not. And not even Samsung Dex, which, by the way, that's like one of the modes that will flip into when you put in the folio case and, you know, you get a little mouse cursor, you get a little dock a la yeah. Chrome OS, but you're still on the back end of all that running Android code. And so you can only run apps that work with that Android code versus at least Chrome OS has some native apps yeah. that will are a little more powerful than just what the Android um, situation will give you. But, you know, it's we're getting there because I know some of these app makers are improving their apps as well for these mobile form, form factors. And and maybe this also puts some color on the reasons why we've suddenly started hearing about Android 12L all of a sudden. Like for, for years, we've been hearing about, oh, and, and Android 9, Android 10, Android 11, we've added new features, new APIs that make it, make it work better, like on non-phone size screens. This is one where they're actually saying, no, we've got an actual version of Android that is specifically for non-phone size screen, large, like folding folding uh, tablets and for and folding phones. And given how, how important Samsung is to the, the Android ecosystem, you can imagine that this was part of what they were discussing for the past couple of years saying that we this will this if you if uh, that we could build this really we we we're, we're samsung we make the most panels of any uh, any factories in the in the entire world we have all these panels that we could build like a really cool uh android tablet out of if you this would be a good time for us to put our heads together and figure out how to make a version of android that can actually take advantage of it uh but Again, the, the the other surprise is that it is, it still has the exact same CPU as all of the phones we talked about, and it's not as though it's That's got like right. two. It's not like it's got like two terabytes of storage. I think it's what's the what's the limit? Is it five twelve gigabytes of storage? Twelve twelve gigabytes uh. of of RAM. So that's good. Yes, up to sixteen gigs of RAM and five twelve gigs of storage. Yeah, for that's sorry, that's for the big one, right? The biggie big one. Hmm. So again, like I, 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 it's a, it's. I guess I shouldn't have so much ego as to think that. Gosh, I should be able to figure out why this. If 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 this doesn't make sense to me, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense at all. I I have to think that in the fullness of time, we will see a use case for this, or in the next coming weeks and months, I will figure out. Oh, okay. It turns out that there there are a lot of people who just want a big screen to tote around with them, and it doesn't matter. It's just they. they I just don't see these people in the United States. Fair enough. All actually, right. actually, kind of, kind of, kind of. Uh, before we button that off, uh, a, a nice piece of news that was kind of fits in with this LumaFusion. Uh, this was one of the most popular and That's really right. good high-end like video editing apps for the iPhone and the iPad. They announced they're bringing an Android version uh, in sometime in 2022. So this is another thing that kind of could slot into that. That. If you are a content creator, that is a really good use case for having a really good large screen device. The ability to put together a really polished 4K video starting from higher resolution sources and multiple sources with effects, with color grading, with all that kind of stuff. Okay, that's a use case. And it's it's. I, I wonder if there was some sort of a bug, some sort of an app bounty that Google paid to say, please, we will, we will, we will pay for your office space here on the Google campus so that you can come in here and every time you get a question, just stick your head into our into the into the head of Android's office and we will figure out how to fix it for you because it's just kind of sad how there just is no reason to to run a non phone app on an Android device at this point. Well, somebody needs to prove Andy wrong now. So put it out there in the world. Challenge. Please do. I like I like seeing things that are better than what I'm familiar with. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick little break. And then when we get back, a quick little tip before we go. Well, it's time for us to take a journey through our 
browsing sessions on Chrome. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Can, can, can I just pre- preview this? This is such a timely announcement for, for a new Chrome feature because uh, I was up, I'm not joking, and I'm not proud of this, until like 11 a.m. <laughs> this morning because I got I got sucked down into such an incredible rabbit hole in Chrome like at around three or four in the morning because I, 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 uh, I was looking for an artist and found not just this artist, but like a whole new like repository of uh, of like uh, illustration art and illustration imagery that like oh that the, the sort of artist that like ooh I want to save that ooh I want to save that ooh I want to save that mm-hmm. and then also finding this artist who had, who comes up with these incredible uh, uh, concepts for like DC Comics and Marvel Comics. They he came up with the idea, and he's a brilliant illustrator. Brilliant, he works in comics. He had this idea of how about we do Star Wars, like the original Star Wars movie, but it's set like a, like a nineteen eighties high school like movie. And so he redesigned all the characters, including the robots, as though they were like students at this high school. Like Leia is dressed in like perfect like 1980s like white baggy clothing she's got like a, a walkman and she's got like big headphones on that's how we get like the, the hair buns mm-hmm. the thing that got me was rockabilly batman like a, a whole like version of Ooh. batman that takes place in like a 1950s like american international like rockabilly movies and all the character designs were amazing and the next thing and 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 he he wound up like pitching this as a series because again he does work for dc and marvel so he wound up pitching that so he came with all these sample pages and I'm trying to stop myself. I'm trying to remind myself that Andy, you it's 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 very, very late. Now it's very, very early. Andy, Andy. It's like, okay, it's 9 a.m. Andy, Andy. And fortunately I didn't have like this is like the first thing that was on my this recording this podcast at 10, 10 at night was the first thing on my schedule. So I was allowed, allowed myself to be irresponsible. But that's the sort of like research rat holes that you get <laughs> lost into and sometimes you lose track of and so that's why this new chrome feature that was just announced today uh, actually yesterday was like okay that's very very timely thank you very much i was gonna say how are you supposed to escape this this is like the shopping cart that follows you around the internet that's Ugh. another chrome feature that's available god which is dangerous so the so the feature we're talking about is is, is called chrome journeys that basically now like with, with if as it's rolling out to uh, uh, Chrome desktop apps like as we speak. So now like if I then if uh, if I t- click into the search bar and type comic book art, it will of course do a search for comic book art. But it kind of remembers that oh, didn't Andy get involved in this huge huge rat hole of like an eight hours of looking at nothing but comic art and, pro- and proposal art? It will actually remember that. Say hey, do you want to revisit this research trip that you did? It will actually come up. It will actually add a button saying resume your research button hmm. and then it will you can basically it's designed so you can pick it up right where you left off or you can access the feature directly from the chrome history page so the idea is that history is not just a uh, a stack of urls you can rewind in time but it also understands that oh that's right he really really for some reason got involved in uh, 19 uh, 1893 uh expatriate american sculptors in paris and so, okay, maybe if he wants to continue to start looking at, like, he does, he doesn't want to know, start at square one again. He wants to pick up where he left off, which is, yeah, this is, this could be a either a really really helpful feature for me or a super super dangerous one, and I don't know yet. <laughs> so I don't think I have it yet, which is a possibility, and um, you know, I'll I'll look into that in a second. But I I do have to say, I wonder if it's affected by the fact that DuckDuckGo is my search engine on Chrome. Hmm. I, I, well, it's from from they they did a post on uh, on the official Chrome blog, and it made me think that it's doing everything not in the cloud, not like in like what Google understands about you on its servers, but it's all happening inside your actual desktop copy of Chrome. It does hmm. specifically say that none of the data ever leaves your ever leaves your desktop, ever leaves your, your browser, and they did that partly to assure you about privacy, but also to explain why. Unlike bookmarks, unlike uh, unlike passwords, that it won't sync from like one copy of uh, one desktop, one device to another. Uh, and of course, this is also limited to just the des- desktop for now. So yeah, I'm not surprised it wouldn't it wouldn't have turned up. Interesting. Well, look for it in your version of Chrome. See if you've got it. And yeah, I guess you could just check by what's something that you look for all the time. I tried typing in sister wives <laughs> and. <laughs> that didn't, uh, didn't work be, be, before before most of the question that a lot of you are thinking right now yes you can actually delete <laughs> d- delete stuff from this uh to make sure that 
to, to, to make sure that you will not, nothing will pop, will pop up in a Chrome journey that you don't want to pop in a Chrome, pop up in a Chrome journey. Like, okay, a uh, fan fiction where the cast of Buffy the Vampire the Slayer uh, gets on, gets it on with the cast of Babylon Five. Like, okay, I don't, I don't. That was that was a mistake. That was a flight of fancy. I was a little drunk, and oh I was ashamed immediately. God. I don't ever want to be reminded of that again. Oh my nor, God. nor do I want Bing. the people, all the people who access the computer, to be reminded that at some point, Delenn drunk on the internet shrugged her shoulders. <laughs> there was such an era of being drunk on the internet that just was not. <laughs> not safe it's just not it's not safe don't drink an internet i I mean that in all sincerity yeah (sighs) goodness gracious well um it's time for us to start wrapping up and saying our goodbyes indeed yes so andy before we go you got anything going on with radio this week oh you know what up until like last last night i've had would have had five days off with nothing because mm-hmm. I had like uh, no WGBH, no NPR this week. And then they found an, they, they, they found, found a spot for me tomorrow. So now like overnight I have to like write the show that I didn't think I was going to do. So that's tomorrow. So by the time you actually hear this, you can probably go to WGBHnews.org and hear what I said on uh, Thursday, uh, Thursday, early afternoon. I'm also going to be on WGN in Chicago on Tuesday morning uh, talking about Apple's air tags and, problems that they're creating for a bunch mm. of people mm. uh mm. and actually I'm going to be on the the weekly this week in tech show on the twit network on sunday so talking the two hour like just the weekend news mm-hmm. show so hopefully i will have had at least two 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 uh two tries at rehearsing everything i was i could possibly be talking about on sunday so yes okay. three wonderful opportunities to hear more of this more of what you've been quote enjoying unquote for the past one hour and six and a half or so minutes I was going to say, let's say Andy you got three, three chances to listen in to Andy. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. And thank you for putting together the show notes every week. I appreciate that. I was going to do it anyway, because I'm really bad at remembering stuff that I just read four hours ago. Hey, Wick, <laughs> been there, done that. I feel you. <laughs> um, as for me, if you'd like to hear my voice somewhere else, I am also the host of the Gadgets podcast that is put out by gizmodo.com, which is where I write. And you are welcome to go check me out over there at flowrights.tech. That's an easy little URL that takes you to my bylines. Um, and yes, I do pay for that. That's right. <laughs> I register it annually just so I can have that little vanity URL. And I'm happy about that. <laughs> You know, you just got to do some things for yourself once in a while. Like, get yourself a vanity URL. <laughs> yep. And, and unlike a license plate, you can actually have it say something meaningful. Exactly. And you could change it at will, actually. <laughs> uh, with a little bit of wait time because of the whole DNS refreshing thing. Anyway, <laughs> just a reminder, if you'd like to know more about us, you can go to our homepage on the internet, relay.fm slash material. You can find past show notes there, links to our websites and social media, and also a handy link to find out how to become a member of the Relay FM network. Andy and I were just talking about bonus shows that we could do before we were recording today, and um, it's happening. All right. We promise you. Don't, they're, they're good. don't See, fret. The great thing about the bonus shows is that we get to do shows that are uh, unstuck in time, as it were. Like we, we talk, we try to keep things topical week after week after week. Correct. Right? Sometimes yes. there are these evergreen topics that we could talk about at any point. And yeah, so that's why it, it becomes a longer and longer list the more that we discuss it. Exactly. So if you're interested in that, go to relay.fm slash membership to read more. And I think that's it for us this week, Andy. I am going to rest because I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm just going to go a, sleep with this phone day, now. a long and early day. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, me and this phone, we're just going to go into a cave now. See you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I'll see you guys next week. I'll be back. <laughs>